G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You have probably been watching closely the debate being played out, especially in the mainstream media, about the idea of mandatory vaccinations. Well, at present, our governments are trying to achieve the goal of full vaccination, but primarily by what some are saying is scaring and threatening the unvaccinated with dreadful restrictions. It's mostly concerning for our workplaces, but the idea of restricting access to travel or not being allowed to go to the footy or to concerts or festivals or even our favourite restaurants causes us some level of consternation. Australia's brightest legal minds have been working through scenarios and are settling on a position that restricting the unvaccination of people may be unconstitutional. Professor Augusto Zimmerman is Head of Law at Sheridan Institute of Higher Education in Perth. He's also Adjunct Professor of Law at the University of Notre Dame, Australia, Sydney campus and President of the Western Australian Legal Theory Association. He's joining us. Augusto, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Augusto, if there are mandatory requirements on people, say, in the workplace, are you concerned this will likely end up in the courts? Yes, it is quite likely that this will end up at at the courts. And um, as I have referred to this fact in one of my articles with Professor Emeritus Professor Gabriel Moyes, a leading constitutional lawyer, uh, it's not very uh, uh, easy to predict what the courts might be uh, doing, but uh, according to Professor Moynes and myself, and as you know, Professor Moynes has written a seminar work on constitutional law, uh, it is uh, different from saying what it should be doing, and what the court should be doing is to access the constitutionality of these uh, mandatory vaccination orders and should, as a, as a result, consider whether the Constitution uh, has uh, uh, protected the citizen uh, from this sort of arbitrary measures according to the system of checks and balances that the framers has established, um, and also for the purposes of realizing the principle which is called, or uh, legal ideal, which is called the rule of law. Augusto, how do we understand what our Constitution says about health issues? As I guess this is what vaccinations are. It's a health issue between a patient and doctor. How do we understand that sort of freedom that might be in our Constitution? Look, the, the first thing you have to bear in mind is that the Constitution in Australia is written for a particular purpose, and the purpose is to limit limit the power of even the legislator. So the idea uh, of uh, establishing a constitution according to our values and traditions is to create what we would describe as government under the law, 
for the purposes of basically uh, avoiding a situation where the state can descend into a condition of arbitrary tyranny. Uh, Hayek, for instance, is very clear in his Constitution of Liberty that the purpose of the rule of law means that it is um, a limitation even upon the legislator. And if this legislator uh, contradicts uh, some fundamental rights or violates some fundamental rights of the individual, according to your legal tradition, uh, it is essential that the court should maintain uh, a stable uh, constitutional framework based on the idea that we have in this country uh, free and responsible individuals making decisions, making their own minds on any sort of measure or decision they might take on a personal level, and that should be protected by the law and in more uh, particular terms by the constitution of this country. We can talk about legal traditions, but when there's a special development like a global pandemic, is there freedom for a government to flout the laws as they might appear in the Constitution and do something because they have to do that under special conditions like pandemic? It's very important to bear in mind that uh, what the Constitution uh, establishes, including in accordance with the referendum in 1946, because that particular section, 5123A in the Constitution, was added to the document in 1946, is that um, these decisions of a pharmaceutical and medical nature should be decided by the patient and the medical practitioner. And that, as a result, according to Justice Williams in his judgment, any sort of coercion uh, in terms of vaccination or any sort of uh, uh, pharmaceutical uh, coercion would be invalidated, uh, would be would be invalid according to the Constitution. Justice Williams was very clear in his judgment when he stated the, the expression civil conscription invalidates any legislation, whether state or federal, which compels medical practitioners to provide any form of medical service, including vaccination. And the point is that of these um, uh, vaccines, according to some very prominent medical doctors, including from Stanford and Yale universities, haven't been properly tested. And um, so perhaps these uh, measures are not supported even uh, by international law, according to the Nuremberg Code, an ethics code that was relied upon by the Nazi uh, during the Nazi period to punish doctors in these trials in Nuremberg. And that was the first principle about uh, the right of the individual to receive um, uh, uh, proper information and to be able to consent in order to receive proper medical treatment or even to participate in a pharmaceutical experiment. So when we reflect back to 1949, when you say that's the section 5122A was inserted in our constitution, and of course the context being, as you're reflecting, shortly after World War II. So our legislators back in 1949 must have been very concerned about practices that had been going on uh, under the Nazi regime. Yes, absolutely. And the whole idea is to really give the person um, 
proper information about the sorts of uh, medications that he can take. But above all, the High Court has indicated in the past, not only in uh, um, decision that was made in 1949 based on that uh, particular amendment from 1946, that there is a prohibition of sub serious con conscription to be construed in a wide fashion so as to invalidate any law that requires such conscription, either expressly or by practical implication. And that means that um, and Justice Webb was very clear in that particular case which is called British Medical Association Commonwealth, that what the government cannot lawfully do by direct means, it cannot lawfully do by indirect means, by creating, for instance, a situation where the individual, the citizen, is left with no other choice but compliance. And this is exactly what some premiers are currently doing with the endorsement of the prime ministers, threatening the population that uh, that they will not be able to have a normal life, even to travel or to attend, for instance, a concert in a theater, if they do not comply with these determinations that have been uh, requested of them by the authorities. If it's clear in our constitution the likelihood of the federal government enforcing that sort of rule is probably then unlikely. But as you say, indirect means. The idea of handing over that responsibility to, say, business, as as has been uh, as has been touted uh, so far as the SPC company in Victoria, those sorts of things, and the idea of maybe our airlines uh, denying you travel unless you're vaccinated, so those sorts of things would be addressed in that sort of interpretation in the Constitution as well, Augusto? Absolutely, and not only that, but you have to analyse this matter also in accordance with what the court has described as the principle, which is a democratic one, of equality before the law. So Justice Dean, in a case called the Leaven Commonwealth, uh, that was um, decided a couple of years ago, if I'm not wrong, um, probably in the 1992, if not wrong. But that is a case that's very important, at least in Commonwealth, where Justice Dean and even Justice Touré referred to the Constitution as supporting the view or the principle of equality, which, according to the court, is embedded, implied in the Constitution. So we have to consider that uh, the civil conscription requirement triggers what the High Court has in the past regarded as being a form of implied freedom or implied right of the citizen as to opposing uh, what, the, um, what the legislature could create uh, that could potentially undermine uh, not only the principle of equality, but also uh, potentially some fundamental rights and freedoms of the citizen that are impliedly guaranteed uh, from the uh, texture and even the constitutional uh, framework the text of the Constitution and the constitutional framework. Interestingly, Augusto, as Christians, we're interested in human rights. We're interested in freedoms. We've had these and experienced these in the way our nation has been formed. So when there are threats to those, I imagine your encouragement is to Christians to 
look to the laws that are already in place, those sorts of laws that limit the powers of the state, because in a change in a changing age that we're in right now, all sorts of things are possible. So what's your encouragement, perhaps even uh, to Christians here, to explore this a little deep, more deeply? Well, I think the most important thing is that we have to understand that uh, Australians, uh, any citizen in particular, should not be discriminated against on the grounds of any uh, a coercive measure that the government might eventually uh, decide to adopt. Because vaccine status is not one of the accepted grounds in any discrimination legislation in this country. And it is very important to approach this matter from the Christian perspective of the dig- dignity of human beings. And if you think about this important principle of human dignity, uh, it's important to see whether this approach that the government in Australia are taking if they do not violate international human rights. And in my opinion, it is clearly the case that it contradicts the Universal Declaration of Human Rights because according to the principles of the international legislation, we have to expect that everyone should be treated with equal dignity and have the same level of freedoms afforded to them. What the governments are trying to create in Australia is basically two different categories of individuals. Those who comply with these determinations of government will have normal rights, and others who do not will be discriminated and treated as second-rate citizens, which is intrinsically a violation of the democratic principle of equality before the law. Well, you take things to levels beyond what most of us are ordinarily thinking about, Augusto Zimmerman. Uh, Augusto Zimmerman is Professor, Head of Law at Sheridan Institute of Higher Education in Perth. There is an article that's been published in The Spectator and available at Quadrant Online. And also just to mention a book that he is co-editor of, Fundamental Rights in the Age of COVID-19, a book with contributions from leading legal academics and policymakers in the field. Augusto Zimmerman, thanks so much for giving us your thoughts today on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. God bless you and your listeners. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.